on the move on the move good people welcome back this is mike africa jr and this is my podcast where we illuminate the struggles of the people inform the uninformed and give you nothing but the truth on the move is here to disrupt the system and spark a global revolutionary change change is what we need like sam cook said a change is gonna come but like gandhi said you got to be the change you want to see in the world man we all know that gandhi wasn't perfect but man that is some real truth so as all of you probably know, this past Tuesday, former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was convicted of the murder of George Floyd. Topic of discussion for the day is what is justice? What is justice? And got somebody special to help me with this conversation. Got my got got. Well, I ain't going to say who he is yet. First of all, you got to know on the move is like aloha. It's how we say hello and it's how we say goodbye. So everybody say on the move to my father. On the move, dad. How you feel? Hey, I'm doing all right. Doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right. All right. You, you sound all right. You look all right. Everything good, mom? 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 Uh, everything good? Mom treating you right? Yeah, she's always treating me right. There you go. You got that that look in your eye that that I'm thinking about her right now. Look, she's on my mind right now. <laughs> Never far. There you go. Oh, you know, that's one of the reasons why me and Robin always connected real good. You know what I mean? Just because of that example. You know, you always had that about, ever since I've been a kid, you always talked to me about how much you loved her. And, I, you know, you always wanted to love someone the way you love mom. Mm -hmm. You're an inspiration. <laughs> All right, Dad. All so, good. <laughs> there you go. Because this is a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so good. So check well, this Robin out. is worthy of, you know, the adoration you bestow on her, really. She's a very good, very good woman. Yeah, she really is. Mm -hmm. She really is. We, we're, we're doing pretty good. All right, Dad, so check this out. We, You know, we do this thing called Gimme Two, right? Mm -hmm. Gimme Two. Gimme Two. Talk to me. You know, activists are multifaceted, and oftentimes we're stuck in this box about you know, we're out there fighting and rallying and protesting all the time, but we're multifaceted. We, we do more than just protest. And sometimes we like to do things that make us feel good to take us away from all of the heavy stuff. You know what I mean? So what I want to know is two things that made you smile this week. Now, I want to go first because I, you know, to bring the energy into myself and bring into the space so that, you know, we can, you know, we can feel good about things. Two things that I did that made me smile this week. Number one, Robin and I set, celebrated our 24th year anniversary together. That's 24 we, we We went out to dinner and we had this nice fun. And, and I posted about it on my Instagram. And, you know, and people were, wa were watching it and they were like sending me all of this love and, and, and stuff. because We celebrated 24 years. It's a long time to be together. That's one thing we did. That's great. The other thing we did was... Um, well, it made me smile. wasn't necessarily a good thing, but it definitely made me smile. She tried to wax me. Yeah. She bought this wax kit. You just try it out, right? To About the hair, you know, take the hair off your body, right? Mm -hmm. But she didn't want to try it out on herself. She bought it so she could try it out on me. Mm -hmm. And it made me smile. It was laughable because I wasn't trying it out. So I, yeah, it was funny. It was funny, right? She, well, the other guy's reaction was funny. Well, that's what I did. I watched some videos on YouTube right. to check out what it looks like, how hard, how painful is it? I mean, grown men were crying. Yeah, that thing up the nose was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> they, they, they actually tried it. it, was, it was, <laughs> then he it was, said, don't go slow. Was she crazy. was going slow, pulling. 
Man, not this guy. Yeah. So what are two things that you did or that things that made you smile this week? Well, you know, I'm a man of, you know, uh, I don't stray far from the things that I always like to you know, do. You ain't lying. Right. So, you know, I'll eat the same things. Yes, you do. All the time because I like. I can testify I like. to that. So it's the same things that makes me smile. You know, I'll come over, I'll see Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll see your children. I'll see BMO. The dog? The dog. It, we got to introduce the dog to the people one day because you say these BMO names sometimes. I don't think they understand. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, you hugging the person you love, you know, it brings a smile to your face every day. So, you know, I don't need a lot of, uh, you know, different things to make me happy. So I smile every day from the same things. Every know, day. Every, every day. Sunshine is, you know, I'll be nourished. I get nourishment from Your family the same things. Family and the dog. That's it, BMO. <laughs> not so, two separate things. For the, huh? I said, that's not two separate things. Your family and the dog? Right. It's not two separate things? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That dog is, uh, he, he's, he's something else, man. Sometimes I think he's not part of the family. He's just intruding. <laughs> He so so for the people out there, Bimo is a little black and white Chihuahua. <laughs> he stands no more than twelve inches high and maybe twelve, maybe sixteen inches long, and he is probably bipolar. I think it's more than probably. More than probably. Yeah. yeah he, he he lets you rub. He 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 rolls over on his back and he lets you rub him on his on his belly and he like he's enjoying it and he wants to lick you till your face is off, right? And, and then at the same time, all of a sudden, he turns into this growling, <laughs> angry, snarling, lip dripping, like angry attack dog. Mm-hmm. It goes from happy to attack like that. Yeah, that's Bimo, and that's who you. Smile when you think about it. It's funny. Wow. It's funny. I know a lot of people like that. <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. Less tolerant of them, but you know. Boy, yeah, I mean, with people, you can talk to them. Mm. Yeah, whatever. So um, I wanted to open it up light. You know, we got a lot of really serious issues to talk about, to cover. There's a lot of things happening in this country that really you know, a lot of real disturbing things. Um, The entire American police system needs to be on trial and not just be on trial. But I say the only reason it needs to be on trial is so people can see it obliterated because there are so many issues. We really need to challenge this thing called racism. The system is deliberately trying to, you know, create these incidents in different places and then say they're separate but it's really all the same system. It's all the same thing. When a police officer can kill people and not face any real justice. So that mm-hmm. brings us to the question, what is justice? What is justice? When you, when you think about what happened to George Floyd, what is justice to you? Yeah, well, it certainly is not a verdict. You know, one verdict in 2021. Um, you know, the things that will bring justice to that situation um, could never be brought forth by, you know, a system still in place 
to continue to do the same things that's been done to poor black, brown, you know, minorities, poor whites also, you know, uh, forever, man. You know, it brings a little respite. Briefly, you know, but, you know, the things that they have done, the legacy they have written is so long and egregious. You know, one verdict, man, will never wipe that away. Will never. And just because you have one verdict seemingly, you know, given uh, that so-called justice, you know, do not erase the legacy nor the temperament of all existing police forces because after all that's exactly what they were designed to do so what do you think justice is in this situation i mean i have my ideas about what i think should happen and i don't know if they're extreme i don't know if they're too too radical i don't know i don't know what they are but one thing that i had in mind is that um the people that were testifying the person that was that she was the one who did the filming with the camera, with her phone. Mm -hmm. She was talking about how she couldn't sleep at night. She haven't been able to sleep because she felt like she should have done more. She should have, she wished she could have done more, right. right? It is quite possible that if she had done more, she would be dead too. It's quite possible that she knew that if she had done anything, she would have been attacked and she possibly could get more time in jail than the other cops. Yeah, they mentioned uh, a, a case about another, um, I think it's a black female, who tried to stop a white officer from choking another so-called suspect. And she was fired. She was fired. Right. She was an officer herself, right? Right. Right. And she was fired. And Mike, these, you know, these things. Well, before you go there, the thing that I was t talking about Justice, right? Yeah. We're talking about justice. We got There's some changes that need, need to be made in order to get to this thing called justice. We're a million miles away from this thing, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about this. Like, what is justice? What is it? it? It definitely is not just a verdict. Doesn't matter what the verdict is, right? It doesn't even matter. We, we haven't even talked about this thing called sentencing because we don't know what that's going to be. For a police officer, charges can, can be house arrest. Well, they've uh, demonstrated that no police force can police itself, you know, and the police are supposed to be supervised by legislative bodies. But of course, it is those bodies that put them out there, that set down the groundwork and the rules. They write uh, the rules for them. They write the guidelines. And as you see, you know, it's them that continuously let these folks off. You know, it was uh, like Obama said, you know, there's never excuse for any aggression towards the police. Never any excuse to, for any aggression toward the police? Never. Well. Then you leave it to them to write anything 
that's going to correct the police force that they set forth on unleash on the communities. So then Carol Horn, the cop who who stopped the cop from killing someone, right? Mm-hmm. Police officer herself. By them arresting her or stopping her, penalizing her for her intervening, stopping the deaths of, of someone else. Yeah. And they have been consistent with that uh, that response, man. In our case, 1978, they showed them brutalizing. What do you mean they, they showed? Who, who's the The they? news folks. Mm-hmm. They filmed them attacking Delbert. They filmed the police? The they news? filmed the uh-huh. police cornering him, hitting him in the face with a steel helmet and a gun butt, a shotgun butt. Getting him on the ground and kicking him and stopping him for, you know, seemed like an eternity, right? Mm-hmm. And a police officer from the 16th district, which is around that neighborhood, spoke out about it. You remember? Alfonso? Alfonso Deal. Yeah. And what happened to him? What happened to him? He had to be escorted around by other members of the Guardian Black. Guardian, Guardian Civic League, right. which is a, 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 a response to the Fraternal Order of Police, which is mainly run by white male officers. So this is black officers who got their own thing to protect them, themselves from uh, the their wh- attacks. The white side of the police. From their attacks. Mm-hmm. And they had to walk and guard him while he was on his beat. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to let you get back to that, but I need to understand what this is. You said the Guardians, Guardian Civic League, they were set up for the purpose of protecting other black police officers from the white police officers? They didn't feel included um, when something happened and they needed representation. Now, this is from my view. I don't know what they would say. Uh-huh. But this is from my view. That's why they formed their own. So this is their own like little club, their own union, their own police right. group like the FOP have their police group. Right. But because of the FOP's notorious racism throughout the history of the FOP, the Guardian Civic League wanted to create their own for black people so that they can have- For black own, cops. For black cops. Right. I'm assuming. Okay. That's my, you know. That's your that's take on I look at it. From the way that you've seen it throughout right. your life right. and understanding that police. Right. Okay. So now you're saying that after Delbert Africa was beat in 1978 and Alfonso Deal, member of the, he's a black cop. He's a black cop. Was a black cop. Right. Um, he had to be escorted by other black cops because. Of threats from other cops. Because he told the truth about because what he Because he saw. spoke out about the way they attacked Delbert Africa during his arrest. So now Delbert, what happened to Delbert was caught on film. Was caught on film. If you've ever seen uh, 40 Years a Prisoner, you can see the police hit him with the helmet. You can see them hit him with the rifle butt. You can see them jump up and down on his head. And you can see him lie about what... The, you know about the whole incident. 
he, they was looking for a gun. They thought he was landing on a gun. That's why they was trying to kick him. They was trying to kick him up off a gun and all this kind of crap. They said they were trying to kick him up off the gun, even though you could see the gun flying out of their holster as they're kicking him. When you say there, you're the talking about other police. Other police. Right. We saw this on video. And didn't even know it was missing, by the way. <laughs> That's a rabbit hole. That's yeah. Going yeah, down so, that, you know, right. there's right. so much material. Yeah. But they, they've had it before, they've had it since. The only difference is it's being filmed now. You know, you have more angles because the police, uh, the, the, the press at the time was working with them. The press throughout history has always worked with them, you know, and covered up for them and all. Anyway, so now that you have a social media that, like you said, it's, you know, the little 17-year-old sister that, that filmed the whole thing. And uh, the brother with the uh, Eric Gardner case. You know, you only have that kind of footage because of another guy, you know, who caught it all. And then down with Walter Scott down South uh, Carolina, the same thing, you know, Tamir Rice and, you know, and on and on and on, man. You know, the only way, the only reason why it's captured anyway. So Alfonso Deal mm -hmm. uh, had to be followed around by the police because the police themselves were threatening him for telling the truth. Where was he being escorted to and from? He was being escorted on his beat while doing his job. He had to be escorted because he was threatened so heavily and so many times by other police. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And listen, man, this is, this is, you know, nobody should be shocked. Listen, Mark Furman... And the OJ case told them explicitly how a subset, I don't even know if it's a subset rather than just the overall the conglomerate. set. It's just it. That um, how they felt about black people, man, and what they would do to them. You know, they had the same situation with that dude Berg in, in, in Chicago. You know, and how they were torturing people. And they was doing the same thing in Philadelphia. And not till maybe Larry Krasner got in that some of this stuff with integrity unit, you know, exposed some of these cops and put some of them on a do not call list because they, you know, because they tended to lie all the time. And, you know, it's just, it's a, you know, and it's, it's, man, this stuff is not secret to anyone, you know, and, you know, it's, they treated it like sour grapes from the black community uh, when people kept on complaining about these things. You know, the injustice of cash bails, the injustice of everything they were doing to poor communities, man. It fell on deaf ears because the ultimate people who had to listen to it was the very ones who was legislating. It. You know, so it ain't just that cop that should be put on trial is the ones who authored that stuff to begin with. And that's in them courts, that's in them legislators. And that's just like, uh, what's his name? Who said, um, look at these bills, every crime bill in the last 30 years, my name is on it. Uh, you talking about the president? They're a president. Yeah. My name is on it. You know, so it's not just, you know, the mentality of the FOP. This thing goes all the way up and all the way down throughout history. That's what they were designed to do. 
that's what they're doing, and that's why they were continually protected. I mean, when Derek Chauvin was hearing those guilty verdicts, he certainly looked surprised. He looked shocked. Like, what, what's going on here? Why do you think that looked – <laughs> I mean, I know you're not Derek Chauvin, but what did you assess that look to be coming from? Well, they've gotten away with it for so many years, man. I don't, I don't think he was was that shocked, frankly. Though. His, you didn't see his eyes, man. I saw his eyes. His eyes. What, what do you think that what look was? I don't know. Resignation, you know, because writing for him, you know, he picked a bad time in history to do that stuff. You mentioned earlier that um, these things are getting filmed, getting filmed now. Yeah. Right. Does it even matter? For most times, it don't. Most times, and for this one, you know, it's you know, every now and then, man, you'll have something like this. You know, does it change America? I mean, Delbert was the beating of Delbert was caught on on film. Yep, and they tried to lie about it. They yeah. said it didn't happen. Right. They said right. he it, it happened because of this. It Rodney King. Because of that. Rodney. They said yeah. it didn't happen. Yep. Tamir Rice. That's a good example. What happened with Tamir Rice? Twelve years old. Playing at the in, in, in the park in the park with a toy with a toy gun. It looked real, according to them. They it didn't have the orange tip that was removed, whatever. But the police officer that shot him, allegedly, whatever, he hadn't even fully stopped the car before before he before he shot. One second. And a lot of these things are known, but it doesn't doesn't seem to matter. And uh, according to the reports, he was at that precinct because he was he was released from another precinct. Sure. And he didn't offer that information when he went to this other precinct, and they didn't check to see why he was released from this other place. And he still, no it, justice. Yeah, it's his fault, though. It's his fault because, you know, as a young black boy. So it's, they, you say it's, it's whose fault? Tamir Rice. Because as a young black boy, he grows faster than white kids, I guess. And as in, in L.A., you know, black people, they have this glitch in their throat, you know, where other people, other races... Races, they won't die from chokeholds. You know, but black people have this problem where their necks are vulnerable to those, so it's their fault. It's it's Frank Rizzo all over again. It's their, you know, it's, the, the night sticks. The, the night sticks. It, it's not our fault they break when you hit them over people's heads. Those night sticks are poorly made. The excuses they come with are are so. Ramona Africa was bombed and she went to prison for arson. Oh, and, and, they, and, and they charged Louise the price of demolating, demol, yep. demolition on her home. They sent her a bill. They sent her a bill. And they continued to send her water, water bills for, for over a year after, too. You know, listen, man, I, you know, it's just like that Capitol riot they had. You know, they call it insurgents and all kind of stuff. With minorities, they were, you know, it was just 
been an, a free fall murder. It would have been crabs in a barrel type thing, man. They would have slaughtered everything on them steps, you know. And you have all this evidence, and you know they're always they're already saying that the 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 one one of the cops that was that died doing that uh, riot died of natural causes. Right. Would that have ever been the case if it was the Panthers coming up them steps? <laughs> I mean, would that have ever been a considerate? Well, you know, he had these underlying. Would that have ever been a consideration? Consideration. So the charges that. First of all, everybody would have been charged with conspiracy. Everybody. They would have, if they had to make a new jail to fit everybody, they would have. <laughs> conspiracy. Conspiracy. Everybody would have been charged with conspiracy. For every charge they was leveled against anybody there. Right. They would have all got the same charges, just like we got the same charge. Yeah. No matter where you were in that place right you know everybody would have got the same charge that's you know but that they are already saying this before trial you know they are announcing this before trial you know and that they only shot one person which was that woman in the hallway mm -hmm. you know it was astounding because had that been you know not the alt-right or any of those other you know people they are saying they despise but don't treat like anybody they truly despise you know um that would have been a lot of know. people wouldn't have left alive first, like of, Kent State. first of all kent state nobody was armed they just started opening fire we want you off of here this is kent state and these are white kids mm -hmm. you know that was protesting, protesting against the war you know, so that made them something else. Anyway, it's just horrible, man. It's horrible. It's horrible the way folks are treated in this country. And it's horrible the way they treat other people in their country. So the, the question know, that, the, the question comes back, what is justice? What well, is what does justice look like? How do we how do we quote unquote write the ship? Well, it can't be done by people who, like I said, have historically committed themselves to subjugating and dehumanizing and, you know, people can't even take a shot without mistrust, you know, at this government. One a shot of a vaccine I'm talking about, you know, they can't even take that without mistrust because of the legacy of this country and the way that they've treated the inhabitants Man. historically so you know when you talk about justice you know they don't want to they they're not talking about writing anything man they're not talking about writing anything you know and they scoff at it and you got these you know these absolute ghouls that they hire and elect to uh transcribe something that's supposed to be a meaningful uh, 
response and it never is. You ever hear people say, well, so-and-so got arrested and then somebody else followed up by, what did he do? <laughs> you ever hear that? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this, like, if it's not on video, we automatically get assumed that it's, we did something. Black people, brown people, poor people, right? The cop's word is always more believable. Even when there is a video. Like right now, this crazy situation happened in, 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 um, in Columbus, Ohio, where a 16-year-old girl was said to have had a knife and... 16-year-old black girl, um, police officer, they rolled up, disturb, a, a, a dispute in the house, something, they, you know, they, they're, they're not getting along, it's a fight, somebody's got a knife, okay. And one police officer, white police officer, shoots the black girl four times, dead. Now, you can see it on film. You can see what happens. Now, there's some disputes about the, the details of what was actually going on. But you can clearly see this white police officer shoot this girl four times. You can hear it. You can see it. What comes to mind when you hear that? What comes to mind is, you know, the two different sets of standards. Which are? Uh, for, you know, the elite and everybody else. You know, and... See, Mike, police, they like to talk about training. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to we have to do better training. Mm-hmm. You know, but we know that training don't start at the police academy, man. And they do not get their ideals or their lack of compassion or their lack of empathy through training films. Those ideals, man, and that lack of compassion and that aggression towards people start long started long before they ever put on that that uniform. You've seen it in the neighborhoods where they were a pushback about George Floyd and those communities where, you know, these guys were mocking that horrible, horrific incident by putting a knee on one of his folks' necks as people rode by. It was a parade, man. Yeah. Right? So, and that's what I mean. Their training began long before they joined the police force. That's a community. Okay, so we're we're talking about Um, the police department and the training, right? Okay, so people have to become, people are going to become police officers. So the training that they get, they're talking about doing more training, having better training and all of this stuff. And we understand it. Yeah, okay, so it it starts before they get to the police academy, but there's still a need for the prison reform stuff, right? I mean, like, they are also learning things in the police academy about black people. We've heard doctors talk about how they learn they believe they are taught that black people's skin is thicker. I've heard it said that black people have another muscle in their leg. That's why they can jump higher than white people. I mean, there's all kinds of theories and things and whatever, right? In the police department, 
they are shooting at black targets, right? And they're being trained a certain way. If they're saying that they need more training, it's not just because of what's on the camera, right? Yeah. Is police reform an option? I think it is to them because they're starting to lose their jobs, I guess. Um, listen, man, it's, it's, you go to the store sometimes and people will appear to be congenial, right? They speak and this and that, and, you know, and then they get in dispute and fuck you, nigger. <laughs> you know, go home, speak, or, you know, I mean, all this stuff comes out. Right. Because their real training comes out. So what they're trained to do is hide. They're trained to hide their feelings. They are tried to put aside those things. Because now it's starting to cost them money and pensions and, you know, not because it's any kind of real empathy. Because the damage has been done before they get to those forces, man, before they put on that gun. Because you have a society that is, that is horrible, man, and it has a horrible legacy, and that's what's producing these monsters that can kill kids. Ayanna Jones, seven years old. The officer that killed um, the 16-year-old girl in Columbus, Ohio, I don't know if there's going to be a trial. I don't know if he will be arrested. I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes, right? Yeah. But these police, they t they talk about why they use certain weapons and why they use certain things, right? Like, they could have used almost any weapon to stop a person with a knife. Then what about that taser? What about that taser? They were so, I thought they it was a taser. talking about with the other guy. The taser. Yeah. They carry non-lethal weapons. Yeah. I took Kung Fu for some time and you know I, I progressed pretty good and we learned how to take knives out of people's hands in month one personally i wouldn't want to get that close to a knife either okay but i'm saying like that army guy that was at the you know they drove to this gas station because it was well lit so he could you know um Demonstrate that he wasn't a threat, but also be protected because somebody else could see, you know, the encounter. Right. Right. So he was there with his hands out, the, you know, out the window and they sprayed him with pepper spray. Uh huh. Right. So what happened to that stuff? You know, if you're trying to disable somebody, blind them, whatever, so they couldn't even see to attack you. Right. You know, what happened to all these things? You know, why is it always lethal force? when it comes to certain segments of the community, man. If you're not beating them or, you know, your knee on their neck, if, you know, why does, why does it always escalate to that? That's the question. And then why, after you say it, well, everybody should be held accountable that you give out something called qualified immunity. You know, if it's so clear cut, then won't you let, them, let it stand on its own without putting something in place that guarantees he's going to walk just because he's a cop. Qualified immunity. Yeah. So I'm telling you, man, this stuff is never going to stop. It's never going to stop. Never. Because it's a monetary industry. They make money from it. 
if all you know you don't have to be doing anything all you have to be is available so what's the step now i mean we you hear people protesting and demonstrating in the streets and people are calling for reform some people are calling for abolition there's a lot of conversation being tossed around yeah right so what's your feeling on reform versus abolition well uh to reform something means you're going to keep something in place. Mm -hmm. Abolition is the destruction of it or that, you know, you're trying to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't get rid of it if you supported it in some other kind of way. You know, it's like feeding cancer. You have cancer that's, you know, pervaded your body and invaded your body. You eat certain things or you introduce certain things into that system that feeds cancer, cancer is never going to go away. The only, the only way you have a chance is to introduce something that's going to get rid of it entirely. Can't reform it. Well, you can't reform cancer. If you leave any of it in your system, it's going to grow. And it's going to do the same thing that cancer always does. Gonna kill you. The system is cancer and it's killing us. So what do you think about this stuff is being talked about a lot more than it was before? The average Pat Robinson said, mm. and I want to find out exactly what he said so I don't misquote him. Well, I'll tell you myself, me myself. Uh-huh. You know, I'd like to and influence someone not to do something that's going to hurt themselves. What does that mean? That means if you're smoking, I want to encourage you not to smoke. Okay. Because it's going to kill you. Mm -hmm. I think this society was set up to do, you know, a, a few people are going to seemingly be successful. But ultimately, it's designed for the cream of the crop to run everything. You know, they can't do it by just smashing everyone. You know, so they'll say, okay, you pulled yourself up from the bootstraps and that's a success story. But how is it a success story when they're killing people that look like you every day on the street? That's not a success story. Just because you live in a penthouse, you know, right below that penthouse, you know, it's like every horror movie we've ever seen, man. Walking Dead type things, man. They're scraping to survive. That's not a successful society. And that person, you know, anyway, Mike, it's, I just want to, you know, not support it. This is what Pat Robinson said. He said, Derek Chauvin, I mean, they ought to put him under the jail. He has caused so much trouble by kneeling on the neck of George Floyd. It's just terrible what's happening. And the police, why don't they open their eyes to what the public relations, the public relations are? We've got to stop this stuff. Pat Robinson, 
who in other cases said things like, we need the police. We need them and we need to honor them and we need to, I'm all for that, right? Uh, but we can't have these clowns, a bunch of clowns running around who are underpaid, you know, who really are not the best and brightest. We got to have the best in there. That that's a stretch for Pat Robinson. You know, that's uh listen, man, that's good, you know, that kind of stuff is confusing to me. Because it's Pat Robinson? No, because well well, you know, people sanitize a lot of the stuff that America does. You know, and these little things that they do in the streets of America pales by a lot of things they do in the streets everywhere else. You know, what, these, what do you mean by that? I mean Vietnam. I mean Haiti. I mean Grenada. No, but, but, I mean, but I don't understand. He's just lip service. I'm saying he's spoken in support of these wars all over the world. So to pick one item and one incident out of the thousands that happen every day in America to speak on, but also support all the things that America does in response to, you know, other people trying to gain freedom or just trying to exist in other places all around the world. And he's supporting people with knees on their necks in a more graphic and horrible way than they do on the streets of America. So, yeah, coming from him is, you know, eyebrow raising, you know, to say the least. All right, Dad. It's time to get explicit. This is where I get to express my thoughts. I get to say how I feel with no filter. I, and I ask the question because I think other people want to ask this question too. That's right. Flip the hourglass. <laughs> flip it over. <laughs> All right. A lot of people are coming like patting themselves on the back. They got this verdict. A lot of politicians, a lot of politicians are celebrating. Mm -hmm. People who have a lot of power and a lot of money, make, and they can make some substantial change. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi thanked George Floyd, and I quote, for sacrificing your life for justice, end quote. Why? What is that? I mean, is that is is that a person that's out of touch? What is that? Man, some of them people that was uh, rioting on the White House steps wanted to have her sacrifice her life for justice. You know, she wasn't trying to sacrifice <laughs> her life for that for justice. She she. Packed up her papers and got ghost. Yeah, they, you know, nobody wants to be in that position, man. And, you know, yeah, she's, she's, she's taking some rightful flack for that, for that statement, you know, for that. Again, Mike, again, you know, sitting in those offices, man, they have unleashed some horrific stuff who you mean legislators like, uh -huh. you know uh, policy makers some horrific stuff not just on 
folks here in this country. But globally, man, you know, and even beyond that, the environment. You know, the oceans, I mean, they, and deny it. Deny it? Deny it. Sometimes they don't deny it. You know, and, you know, so the little bit of stuff they, you know, like that, man, that stuff don't bother me that much. It, It really does not. When you have an opportunity to get these motherfuckers for the wrong shit they did, and instead of using that opportunity to push the envelope so that you can possibly get some real change, take your foot off the gas. You know, there's so many times when you know, things happen, right? You know, and, and and then and then somebody like Biden will get up there and say, um, "You got to be calm. We just we just have to remain calm. That's the most important thing for us to remain calm, right?" I remember in in the Walter Wallace Jr. killing in Philly, some of the people that was around him. You know, while we were in his house and talking to him and trying to help him get the resources that he needed so that he could have a funeral for his son. Right. The, mm-hmm. the father could have a funeral for his son. And you had these people, these lawyers that were coming in. You could tell they were bad intentioned. You could, I could just feel the vibe. And they were telling them they were saying things to him like, don't just just tell the people you want everybody to cooperate with the police. They just instigated this thing to stop people from really reacting to how they really felt it neutralizes a lot of the energy and that shit gets on my nerves. And I'm not saying I don't want people to go out there and, you know, loot and all of this kind of stuff. But what I am saying is if you take the emotion out of the fight, you take the heart out of it. And without a heart, that's just dead. Seeing people's responses sometimes, you know, if it's, it can be misdirected. You know, and it can get them hurt. It could wind up being that they're the next Walter Wallace, and you don't want that. For sure. So, you know, I I think there's a point of trying to have people, you know, under control. You have to, listen, man, you have to know when you're hurt. You know, you have to know, like, like a boxer, Mike, if you're, you know, you box. Like you say, you, you trained and, right. you know, all right. So yeah. sometimes in boxing, you get rocked. So yeah. I didn't catch you Yo, they, and you're rocked. It happens. Right? If you boxed, you, it's happened. Right. So you have to know sometimes. You have to be smart. Take that eight count. Take that eight count. You know, Stay down. Stay down. Till you gather your senses. Till you gather your faculties. Because you get up and swing wildly. You can get knocked the hell out quick, right? You get hurt worse, mm-hmm. right? So you have to be, you know, you have to think. You have to be able to take that knee, man, and listen to that A count. You know, so someone coming in saying, hold up, man. You know, wait a minute. You know, let's think about this. Let's think this through, you know, you know, before you take that next move. I think that's value. I think there's real value in that. 
instead of just rushing out and doing something foolish. All right, Dad. You know I love having you on the show. You're always dropping knowledge, man. You're always putting it in perspective. Now, for the people out there, y'all know my pop ain't got no social media, so if y'all want to talk to him, y'all going to have to come through me. <laughs> That's it. That's all we got for this, for this uh, episode, man. Thanks for coming on the show, Dad. Hey, man. Love being here. Love talking to my people, man. On the move to the people. On the move to the people. There's a need for peace that's written on everybody's face, says Gail Scott. There's a need for peace written on everybody's face. Everybody's tired of seeing these images, man. So, you know, I always appreciate people trying, trying to put that peace on everybody's face. On the move. On the move. All right, people, that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in this week and for giving my pop some time. If you like what you heard on the show give us those five stars help us keep this movement moving if you didn't like what you heard hit me up on my instagram at mike africa jr make sure you follow the podcast so you're the first to hear each episode we've got some good stuff coming up see you next time on the move <laughs>